You are listening to the Steadfast Life Podcast with Jake and Witt, where we take your questions and offer our answers. We're here to give you what you're looking for, whether that's value, entertainment, or just some laughs. Jake, what is the question for today? Wit. Today's question is, how can I believe I can accomplish something that I have never accomplished before, or worse, that I have failed at repeatedly? Oh, first of all, I think that's a great question. Second of all, I want to congratulate you for wanting to do something that you've never done or even better that you failed at repeatedly. (laughs) So nice little pat on the back. And this is a question that we get a lot because we do talk about believing in advance and that you're going to kind of have this belief that you can do something and then you're going to that's going to help you motivate the action to to do it but how in the world can you do that if you've never done it before well one of my favorite examples to talk about because it was probably one of the hardest things that I have done in terms of never done that before is to stop over drinking. For those of you that have heard that story, I loved wine. Sorry, you're gonna hear it again. You know that I loved wine and sorry. I had failed so many times and so I thought, man, I guess I'm just someone that's gonna always have to drink wine. And when I when I thought about that statement, I was like, wait a minute. Jake, what's something that you have done that you never thought that you could do? That's a great question. When, when this comes up, one of the things that comes to mind for me is slackline. And the reason it comes to mind is because it is the thing I was worst at on my first day. I was so bad at it that it stands out in my mind as really of anything I've ever tried for the first time. This was the worst I have ever been at something. And so that it was really hard to believe I would ever get any better at it because I couldn't even like even the minimal pieces of like standing on it. So so slack line is like a like those those ratchets that you use to tie down stuff in your Rope truck. Band. <laughs> I'll tell this part. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know how you know how you tie you call them tie downs in your truck and you like ratchet it really tight and it's like this this webbing piece not like a rubber band you you ratchet it really tight between two trees and then you can like balance on it like it's a balance beam but they call it a slack line because it doesn't stay tight it kind of has like a, a little bit of a bounce to it, it gives a straight a line yeah, it, it does make a straight line. But I have seen a video of it, and what made me think about it being like a rubber band is that you sprung off of it. <laughs> oh, that's true. So how do we tie this back to the question? <laughs> You're going to always have your first time. Like, if you, if you could never do anything that you've never done before, and you could never do anything that you failed at in the past, then you would still be doing only the same things you could do when you were one day old. You know, you could never you could never advance beyond that if being able to do it ahead of time was a prerequisite for being able to do it in the future. And so that offers me some logical evidence that I am allowed to believe I will be able to do this thing even if I've never done it in the past and even if I've only failed up till now. What yeah. about you? I can go to anything that I've ever not known how to do mm-hmm. and use that as evidence. Um, but I like doing it in a really simple way. And it's just this thought of, I will commit to learning how, or I'll die trying. 
And, and that will really help you be honest about what you want to do versus what you don't want to do. Expand on that. What do you mean? There were definitely times where I thought I wanted to stop over drinking, but I didn't want it enough. The honesty of, oh, well, I'm not willing to commit or die trying. Mm -hmm. And so I guess I don't want it that bad. So it helped me to work on my desire. Why do I want to stop doing that? So that I could commit to learning how to do it no matter what. Yeah, it's, it's a really good point. And a lot of times when, when you really expose what you want versus what you don't want, it could be that I say, oh, I, I want to be able to slackline or what says I want to stop drinking. But what we really mean is I want to do it quickly and easily. And that's what I really want. And when you start diving into no, what I want to do is take the journey that ends there. What, what I want to do is put in the effort, do the work to become the person. That's a little different of a want. And, and you start to yeah. believe and that that's where your belief comes from. Okay, I believe I can take this journey that ends at this ability rather than just trying to magically believe I can already do it because that's just silly. And then the last part is I changed the meaning of failure. When I did change the meaning of failure, now the time that I fell off the plan or course, it didn't feel so discouraging and defeating. I saw it as, okay, no problem. Let's just figure out how to do it. Like, you know, why didn't that work? Mm -hmm. And if you failed that a hundred times or it didn't work a hundred times. Now you have knowledge. That, and, and you can say, oh, well, I guess it takes a hundred and one times rather than, uh, oh, if I failed a hundred, that means it will never happen. You're mm -hmm. like, oh, I just misunderstood how many times it was going to take in order yeah. to be able to be successful. For me, it was like 500 attempts at stopping, <laughs> trying to stop over drinking and that. So there, Next one. there you go. It takes 501 attempts. So that's how, that's how you do that. Question number two. How do I go into 2021 with optimism after 2020 was so measurably bad? Oh, snap. <laughs> First and foremost, we will want to reframe what you think about 2020. Agreed. Because if you are thinking that this new year is going to allow your circumstances to help you feel better, then we're doing it wrong. <laughs> I meant to playfully. <laughs> I have a little bit of a cut back here. We forget sometimes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> It's worth it. I get kisses. I think with this one, one of the things I like about it is this idea that the, at the root of the question, what I hear is someone asking, how could I possibly think something positive about something that was so bad? And, and the trick is to not think it was bad, that, that this idea that it was bad, that's being accepted right now by the asker of the question as a fact. It's like, well, the fact is it was bad. How could I think it was good? And the truth is that 2020 was neither good nor bad. It just was. It just was exactly what it was. And then our brain filters it and we come up with a decision in our own brains about whether it was good or whether it was bad. Based on what we choose to focus on. Mm -hmm. There's always in every season of life, 
the good and the bad. And so if you're like, Jake and Whit, I lost my job and I wasn't able to pay for my pay my bills for several months. How could there be anything good in that? And the whole idea of that is not to positive think your way into a bad thing being good. What are the facts? Like what's the bare minimum, just facts, no opinions or judgments. I lost my job. Perfect. Now, how do you want to feel about that? You're really just reframing a series of events as what is the good that I can look for or expect that came from these events. And, and also to poke holes in the idea that even if you do want to say that choosing your losing your job was bad, if, if that's the story you want to choose, that doesn't have to make all of 2020 bad. Like, I feel like, hey, some things happened in 2020 that I choose to just stand on, that they were bad. Okay. There's also some things that, that were good, you know? And even if, if someone were to say, well, like statistically though, because of COVID, more people died in 2020 than died in, in 2019, for example. So 2020 has to be bad and 2019 has to be good. But there was still a lot of people, millions of people that died in 2019 and millions of people that died in 2020. So you're kind of putting an arbitrary mark on, on what, what makes it good or bad, which is your option. That, that's your prerogative. However, just to be aware that you're the one putting the mark yeah. of what makes it good, what makes it bad. And do you want the mark there? And how do you know if you want that mark? Does it inspire you? Does it encourage you? Does it motivate you? And if the answer is no, 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 then that story, that frame has to go. Doesn't have to go, but it will best benefit you if it if it goes. What did you think about 2020? It was awesome. It was our best year, the best year of my life. <laughs> and I say that empathetically in the sense that I'm, I'm aware that a lot of my brothers and sisters in Christ and people that I love didn't have that same experience. And so I'm not saying it boastfully, I'm saying it from a perspective of um, that's the way that my, my brain is framing it. Were there negative things that popped up from facts of circumstances? Absolutely. What made it your best year? I felt the most at peace and I felt the most joy that I've ever felt in my life. And it had nothing to do with circumstances. Mm -hmm. I would agree. I would say that that 2020 has been the best year of my life so far. Mm -hmm. And the reason I say that is because my family, uh, Whit and I and my daughter, we, we connected. 2020 was measurably the, the best year of our lives together. Our, for our business, it was measurably the best year of our business so far. We, we grew as people significantly in 2020. And in general, I'm always going to answer that the last year was the best year of my life so far because it's a mental framework that I choose to just live from no matter what. And so I don't feel super obligated to speak to why it might have also been bad. Because I think that's true in every year. I don't think there's ever been a year where I could say like, hey, it's been a great year. Hey, but sorry to anyone who lost a loved one. Well, that that seems like every yeah. every year. And so really, it's literally just what I'm going to choose to focus on is going to result in my experience. Yeah. So what are you going to choose to focus on? Boom. As Whit and I have embarked on this journey of making our own change and helping clients do the same, 
One thing that we've noticed is that the change that's really worth making is usually not a one and done kind of thing. That the key factor is the ability to do it daily, to be consistent, to remain steadfast. We believe this so much that we have named our company after it and we've created a program intentionally designed to build your consistency. We wanna build your consistency to trust yourself. So we called it Trust You. If you're ready to become the person that doesn't just renew your mind, but renews your mind daily, head over to steadfastlifecoaching.com and check it out.